we Yo, go. welcome back to another episode. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I was just saying, there we go. <laughs> oh, okay. There, there we go. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, rolling, uh, take, take, take two. Take two, take two, take two. Welcome back to another episode of Helping Homies Win the Podcast. Tools for lifting the generation. It's your homie T. Ross. And it's the homie Tony. What's happening? What's good, my brother? Man, it's been a minute, bro. Yes, it has, man. Summer done rolled on through. Hey, I want to say, um, before we get started, bro, when we uh when we had planned to, you know, hop on today, you had told me that uh you wanted to hit yoga first. I just felt like that was such mm. a such a uh mature thing to say. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like I don't know, bro. Just I'm, I'm in a space right now. Just this summer, I think was really was really uh, transformative for me. Just as far as yeah. like living with purpose and living with intention, and you know we, we we've touched bases here and there, uh, despite like our busy schedules. And you made a lot of comments just about your growth and development, just kind of like the level up. And, you know, it's kind of like we live in parallel lives. Um, just in different spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you saying that you're going to yoga to me was just so dope because I'm starting to now implement like my non-negotiables and the things that I need that's really important. So I just thought it was dope that you said you was headed to yoga, dog. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because like, all right, so all right, I'm going to fill them in on like the, the convo we had off air a few minutes ago, um, okay. which should probably be a good setup for it. So, you know, I was I was sharing with the homie that for me, I, I was like, you know, noticing I'm very anxious um, coming back um, from Dare Me season one. Um, unfortunately, we had a very uh, cool conversation that we that we messed up and didn't record. So, <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> not gonna be as enthusiastic as it rookie was. Rookie mistakes. Rookie However, mistakes. Rookie mistakes. But it's all good. However, um, we finished filming season one of Dare Me. Um, go ahead and cue the clapping machine. Yeah. Woo. All right. Cool. So we did that, and then um, I didn't realize that when I came back that it was going to be such a transition into everyday life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost as if we crashed and we were all on a high in Toronto, in Canada, where we were filming. And we're on, like, we know, on this wave, we're doing this beautiful thing, creating this great show. And then we get back home, or I got back home, and I didn't realize how difficult emotionally it would be to transition back into my normal life because I got so used to filming, so used to working, so used to being in this bubble in Canada. So I found myself getting very anxious uh, this past week with like trying to figure out my co-parenting strategy going into my daughter's uh, beginning school. Sorry, my daughter <laughs> beginning school. Mm-hmm. So um, trying to navigate the co-parenting life and trying to figure that and get back on the same page and make that transition to try and figure out my daily schedule and my routine and what I need to do trying to you know manage these auditions that I'm getting uh, or continue to get and all these different things. So I was very down, I was very low, uh, not low actually, I was very anxious about it all, just worried about it. So I found that, that that's something I have to actively attack, you know, is, is what I was sharing with Tarek, was like, I was at a fork in the road where I'm either gonna be anxious and spiral down this rabbit hole of anxiety or I'm gonna do something about my anxiety and implement different methods in order to combat it. So, um, yeah, one of those methods was me going to yoga. <laughs> yeah. That that's dope, bro, because I think uh I mean, cause you said y'all started filming at least the season after it was picked up in January, y'all started filming in April and just wrapped um August. That's four months. Yeah. I think if I'm counting yeah. correctly. Like that that's a long time to be, you know, t- like ducked off essentially, focused on on this project. And congratulations to that, of course. You know what I'm saying? That's big. I appreciate it, brother. That's big. Um, To then come back to, like like you said, reality in a sense, you know, back to your, you know, everyday schedule, needing to, like, be intentional with how you're you're managing this transition. Like, that's so so big to me, man. Um, Yeah, man. I think think it's it's, it's coming with experience, you know? So... I went to Nigeria in 2017. I spent five weeks in Nigeria. Then I came home and I was working on, I think season three of Greenleaf for a second. So Mm -hmm. I was home for a while and then shortly thereafter, I went to Toronto for the pilot of Greenleaf. Sorry, sorry, the pilot of of, um, Dare Dare Me, which was 2018, the summer of 2018. Then I came back home and in the fall, we filmed Harriet. 
in Virginia. So I was gone for five weeks in Toronto, then I was gone for like another five or six weeks in Virginia. Then I came back home, I spent the next four or five months home for a minute, and then we did four months in Toronto. Back Damn. Bro, I'm smiling, you know? dog. Hold on, hold on, bro. I'm smiling, bro. <laughs> Nigga, you've been working. You've been working, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, love bro, that, bro, 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 when you... 2020, it sounds crazy. Like, when you look back, hindsight, right? Yeah. But in the moment, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like I'm, like... It doesn't feel like it's been as busy as it's been because of, you know, I've also had time off. Like, yeah. that five months. You know what I mean? And stuff like that, you know? But that Damn. pales in comparison to the time I've spent working. Sheesh, bro. I'm so, over here cheesing, dog. That's beautiful. Bro, I'm so hey, proud of you, bro. I love, bro. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. Hold that. on, hold on. He said we was doing this. I went to Nigeria. I came back. I was doing season two or three. You know what I'm saying? Like that's beautiful, bro. Yeah, yeah. Talking about Harriet. Like bro, come on that. with it. That's what I'm talking about. I appreciate about. it, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's important to do that to reflect, you know, and remember, you know, what I'm doing. Sometimes I forget, but um, yeah, I mean, with that, it's like Dare Me season one was on the on the back of. Nigerian Prince, The Pilots, uh, Harriet, mm. Season 3 of Greenleaf, all of these different experiences have prepared me, right? Mm -hmm. I've done these different shows, I've worked these different jobs, not even including the stuff I did off camera. And now it's like, you know, I have the knowledge of how I need to conduct myself when I come home. Like there needs to be time set up for decompression. There needs to be time set up for me to readjust to life. Like I have to, I have to schedule that in somehow because if I don't, I might get lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that, bro. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do want to hear more about yoga, bro, because I think um, in just conversations, you know, we've, we've had conversations about mental health. We've had conversations about anxiety, depression, and all these different um, things we've had to, like, adjust and, like, kind of work through. Um, I feel like yoga is something that's been coming up more. You know, I, I remember with therapy was something you had, you know, began to explore the first time. And I had heard about that, that experience. And I think it started to come up more for me than I finally went, you know. Um, oh, so did you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't go oh, to therapy so after I heard you and your experience. You know what I mean? Because it's like somebody. I can oh, no, I, th I thought to. you I thought you meant you went to yoga. I thought you meant to yoga. So no, 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 no. But yoga came up a few times literally within the last three months, bro. Hot yoga, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan of heat, so I'm not trying to be in no hot studios, sweating, trying to yeah, be at yeah, peace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't flow with me right now. My mind, my spirit, my body. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I hear about it. And I just think, oh, like, there's no way that that's going to be a transformative experience. Just sitting down. I could do that here and just be chilling. Mm -hmm. And that's like essentially the same experience I think or assume that I would get from yoga. Like, I don't feel mm -hmm. how yoga and this mindfulness would have an impact on. The way I see my life, the way I see myself, you know, to me, it's mm. just like meditation. Like, why, what is the stretching and the movement? What is that really going to do? You know, so being that you've mm. been and you hear all my assumptions, like what has that experience been like? <laughs> Bro, it's been crazy because like, so for me, um, a book that we've been talking about a lot has been The Way of the Superior Man. And in that book, David Dieta talks a lot about living um, on your edge, like a man's responsibility. Um is to live on his edge, you know, and to push himself, right? Um, and a man in the sense of men and women. It doesn't have to just be, you know, a uh, biological male, right? Um, but our responsibility is to live on our edge and do things that, that make us uncomfortable because it's only after experiencing uncomfortability that you can reap the benefit of growth. You know, you don't grow without being uncomfortable. So for me, it's like, even though I wasn't, I didn't think when I first went, I didn't think I would stick with it either. I didn't think I'd keep going back to yoga as well. But for me, I had to challenge myself because there are so many things. The mindset that I hate that I have is I'm the kind of person naturally that will look at somebody who is great at their thing, you know, in their discipline. Right. I will look at them and say, damn, man, he is really good at playing that piano. That's crazy. Shoot. I wish I could play piano. Oh, man, hey, they do yoga? That's cool, man. That's probably something really good to get into, man. I, w I, wish, I, I, wish, I, could, I wish I could do that. That'd be, that'd be, oh, oh, they, oh you box. You bo man, that's, see, I wish, I wish I could box because I think I'd be a better person if I knew how to box, but I, I just don't know how to do it, right? Mm. So it's, this, it's this, this, this mindset of I can't, you know what I mean? Damn. I can't, but I worship those who can. Yeah. You know, as opposed to saying like, yo, why can't I just learn it? Why can't I just put myself in an environment to where, I can see what this is hidden for. 
for myself, right? So with that, it's like, you know, this year, um, I've been just attacking things that, that, that scare me, attacking things that I'm not good at. And yoga has been one of them. Skydiving has been another thing that terrified me that I did. Hey, um, hey, hey, bro. We got to, bro, bro, bro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know exactly. So I'm, I think the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, with that, it's like, you know, how do I grow? You know, I have to do things that make me uncomfortable. So I went to this yoga class, bro. They had, um, and also I think, I think a good thing to realize is to take advantage of the free trial, right? Businesses often incorporate free trials to get people to try something and, try to sell you a product that free trial sometimes it's a week sometimes it's a month sometimes it's two weeks whatever it is that promotion i think that is your opportunity to explore you mean the, so, the, I mean, the, the physical gringo. the physical like opportunity like first class free yes. like okay yes, it sounded exactly, like a, it 100%. sounded like it could have been some philosophical life trial no. that you was talking about well, it, it wasn't is. it oh, is okay it's both okay. i don't get there you know I don't get there. To whoever has ears let him you know <laughs> but anyway <laughs> so <laughs> But I think I think it's both, right? I think it's (laughs) if it if it fit the word, my brother. Um, but no, I think I think it's both, right? So for me, it's like they offered a week free. I I noticed that I was at Starbucks doing some work or something, and I saw a yoga studio across the street. I mean, around the corner from where I live, and it said, you know, try your first week free. And it's been there. I've seen that sign before, and I'm like, bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a week for free, and I'm gonna commit to doing five out of seven days of yoga for a week, right? And my commitment was just to go for a week and try it out. And I did. And I noticed that, you know, the first thing I noticed was when you walk into the studio, bro, and, you know, you get, well, if you got to get your mat, you know, or you can actually rent at the studios or whatever. But, you know, you get your mat, you set it down, you get a towel, you got your water, you walk into the studio, um, the place I did, which is Core Yoga in Atlanta, for any of my Atlanteans that are interested in doing it core yoga in atlanta they give you uh, your yoga mat for free on the first one and a towel for free on the first one that you can use that first session that they're after you rent it for two dollars so i rented that stuff i got into the studio laid my mat out um got my bottle of water set that down didn't really know what the hell i was doing but i got into that studio and my mind was busy right on several sessions my mind is going at 100 miles per hour and i'm sitting at the in this yoga studio and then the woman walks in that's teaching the class and she goes, all right, you know, guys, you know, thanks for coming in today. Um, so happy to see you, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, today we're going to be doing our C1 level yoga. Um, so whenever you're ready, you know, uh, go ahead and assume the uh, tabletop. Actually, no, assume um, your, uh, what is it called? I assume you're downward dog. Baby. It's your child's pose. Child, no child's pose. Go ahead and assume child's pose. So you get in child's pose, you know, and you're there for a minute. Then you get up and you start to do your um, I forget. I forget, it's like some crazy word, but you do your um, your uh, your upward facing dog, then your downward facing dog, and you go into your different flows, and then you do you know your standing poses, your tree pose, your mountain pose, your sitting pose, and all these different things. You're moving through these different poses, and depending on the class, you're moving at them at a good rate. And it's 90 degrees in class. So it doesn't take you, it shouldn't take you more than five minutes to forget about everything else outside of those four walls, right? What? And then you're just locked in because you're, you're trying to, to keep up with the class. You know, you're trying to keep um, your body in the right positions. You're trying to uh, make sure you're controlling your breathing. You're trying to be mindful. You're trying to be present in the moment. Gotcha. And with that added element of heat, you don't think about anything else but, but what you're doing. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like that's the also only thing this, this that's is important to you is what's on your mat. Yes, it's hot yoga. They're oh. all they're all heated, you know. But you know, some are heated to different degrees. Shaking you know, at head. least at this studio. So with that heat element, it's, and it's not a, it's, it's like it's hot, but it's not like you're in a sauna. Okay. You feel me? So it's not like hot to where like I got to get out of here like ASAP, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just heated. You know what I mean? It's just a little bit heated. So it's like you're going through it, and you you watch literally the problems wash away from you. Right. And as you're doing that, you're putting your body in different positions that literally open up your heart, you know, what? on a spiritual level. You know, he yeah. said your body's going in different so, positions that open up your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the yoga you're, you're here. Yoga instructors talk about that. Question marks. Like, this is a heart opening, opening, heart opening position. You know what I mean? So, you know, you want to make sure, you know, open your heart up to the front of the room, blah, blah, blah. And like people go to class sometimes and they like they start crying. Bro, I, bro, you know, I, bro I kid you. I kid you not. I was about to cut you off and say, I feel like that's some stuff. I'm going to cry. Bro, what you mean? I'm going to open my heart. Man, you might. You might. You might. Bro. You just you said might, it too. Like, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You might, bro. Because at certain points, you notice things begin to surface. 
you know, you notice different problems begin to surface or different things surface up through the, like you forget about everything for a while. Wow. And then and when you hit a certain pole, something will sur- or, or something will begin, to begin to surface. Things will come out where you, you notice that you may be insecure and you may be looking around at everybody around you and hoping that, that you're keeping up. And am I, am, I, am I doing this right? I mean, I see, okay, it's, oh, I need to be doing, you know, and you'll be paying attention to that for a while or you wow. may be hard on yourself and you may be upset that you're not, that you're not doing it correctly. So one of the things that they do at this particular studio is you set your intention, you know. So maybe five or ten minutes in, you know, you um, have your, your hands at heart center and you're standing strong, upright, and you set your intention for the day. And if you don't have one, the, the yoga instructor will invite you to share their intention. So, for example, for me today, my intention was patience, right? My intention was while I go through this hour of yoga, I want to be patient with myself, and allow myself to fail, allow myself to grow, allow myself to flow through and accept whatever I give myself in any given moment. I just want to be patient with me today. That's it. I don't want to try to do it perfectly. I don't want to be on my head about any of this stuff. I just want to be patient and present. And I want to leave everything that's outside of this mat, outside of this mat was kind of my thing. But it was all rooted into, into me being patient, you know? Wow. And this was my strongest class to date. And I've been doing yoga on and off for like the last two months. Whoa. You know? Well, actually, no, I've been doing yoga for the last two months now. Because um, even when I wasn't in class, I was doing it at the hotel. You know, I would get I on did, my laptop, I did go see to your YouTube. IG story, bro. I saw you doing it on your IG story. Yes. And yes. I'm thinking, this yes. dude, yes. Tony's a yogi. <laughs> wow. Yeah, bro. It's like, it's like I'm trying to wash away excuses, bro, because you can do anything anywhere, right? Say that again. So Say I'm that doing, again. You know, I'm trying to what? <laughs> wash away my excuses, dog, because you can do anything anywhere. Bro, I sound like it sounds like you're uh, opening up your heart right now, dog. I love that. Bro, bro, but, hey, but a lot of this is on the back of what I've been doing, you know. So with it, you know, it's um so you going through you go through the class, you go through the motions, and in the beginning, bro, it's gonna be the hardest thing you've ever done. Wow. If you do it as a man, right? And I and I and I, and I, I say can't man, do it as nobody else because that's all I am, but I hear you. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm just saying to 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 our experience, yeah. to our experience, bro, yeah. we play basketball, we play football, we've ran track, we've done all of these different things that are so difficult. It's a different speed. There's nothing difficult as as difficult to me athletically than yoga. Right? Wow. When you're in that class, in that hot room, you're going through these different motions and you're holding this position and your leg is on fire and you're balancing on one leg for this position. And then you you're ready to quit. You want to put your leg on the ground and then your yoga instructor says, We're gonna hold this for three, for two, for one. Now, with your exhale, you can take your foot back to your mat. All right. Um, uh, you know, we're going to do a half lift and, and bend. Now back into your uh, chaturanga dandasada. I think that's the actual, one of the words I was looking for earlier, right? So you're going through all these different things, but it's, it's, it's nothing more challenging because you can't rely on your instincts when you're new at yoga, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you forget what this is like because you've been playing sports or whatever for your entire life. But there's no instincts. Like, you don't know what you're doing. There's no motor skills, right? yeah. So... You know, it takes a while to get into the flow of it, to get into the flow. And you'll notice, um, like my yoga instructor today, I was watching her, and the way she would walk, she walked like a ballerina, you know? And she moved very gracefully, very fluidly, very patiently. And what occurred to me in my session today was we have to find our practice, right? We have to find our practice in life and find out who we want to become, right? Mm. And we have to practice that thing, whatever it is, right? And... To me, what that, what, what that word practice means is if I want to get better at yoga, I've got to go to the yoga studio and practice, right? Yeah, yeah. If I'm a doctor and I want to be better at medicine, I've got to go to different seminars and conferences. I have to go to work and practice medicine. I have to practice law. I have to practice my art as an actor, right? I have to practice meditation. And in practicing, that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to go to a place, yeah. right? Sometimes that place is something that happens in your mind when you're doing yoga in your bedroom and you set the environment, right? It's going to be hard to do yoga if you don't set the stage. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, or, or, or meditation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to get your humidifier and get some good sense going. Turn, your, turn your, um, your crystal lamp on. You know, lower the lights, you know, to create, it, create the scene. Maybe you need to put on some music, some lo-fi beats. You know, maybe you need to turn your app on, right? Damn. Maybe you have to make yourself comfortable and sit on some pillows, right? What's your you life's practice? you can't just get into it. I love that, bro. Yeah, What's your life's practice? And you got to set the stage for it. It's almost like, it's almost like if, you, if you're trying to, if you're trying to, um, to woo a woman in I a way, or woo a man, that. right? I knew you was going to say that. I was, bro. I just knew you was going to It's a low-hanging fruit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but it's relatable. So but you got to set it, the yeah. environment. Yeah, you got to set the environment, bro. You're not about to have no bright, open, sunny room with no, like, you know, uh, Drake playing. 
Not well, you could probably play Drake, but no, like you know, um, young, little Uzi Vert playing, yeah. <laughs> and you know, a so young thug, you know, and you got some, uh, you know, some Doritos on the table. That's not romantic, bro. Ain't nobody really rocking with that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But if you got your lighting right, man, you got some good like Lauren Hill or Jill Scott playing. You got, you know, a dope movie, some Netflix going in the background. Shout out to Netflix, and then you got like you know some wine. Or are they, whatever pay, the case are they is. paying you now? Like, what you just? <laughs> I know, Netflix, right? I know, right? Like. I love I love Netflix. I do love Netflix though. I really do. Even though they didn't pay me a cent. But <laughs> but you gotta set the environment. And yeah. I think we gotta do the same thing for ourselves. You That's know what I'm saying? With our practice. Our lives yeah. practice, bro. I love that. I love everything about that. Yeah. I love everything. So yeah. so um when you're when you're in this class and you know they say, Okay, thanks for coming to C one Yogi's XYZ. Mm. you're learning the positions as they're introducing it and you're seeing them do it or do they go through like some housekeeping of what these positions are so you at least can get familiar or did you do some research on what these positions were so that when you got to the class you weren't focused on learning or are they simple enough that you just pick up on it six questions so i think if one. you're gonna go what i would recommend is like i got on i got on the internet and i just like typed in yoga poses at one point and i kind of looked at them and got to see what they look like um what i did one day was i was at barnes and noble and i was buying books and I was in a kids book section with my daughter, and I noticed this 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 yoga book uh, for kids, and I was like, "Dang man, that'd be dope! I should probably give me a yoga book." I'm I'm, dope that, I'm glad they have this for kids. Then I had to check my ego, and I'm like, "Bro, I know nothing about yoga. Why can't I read a child's book about yoga?" So I bought a child's book for yoga for myself to to look at and read, wow. you know. And it's a picture book, and it's dope, and it has like you know very it's very very simple poses. And when I first started, I was just doing these simple poses in my house, you know, the mountain pose or the tree pose and the uh, I think it's like a, a snake or something or co- baby cobra. It's like all these different different poses, right? poses, right? So I was doing that for a second right before I started, maybe like a week before I was kind of playing with it, doing one pose a morning is what I was trying to do. And then I got into class and then it's a kind of learn as you go. So if you get into the C1, which is what core yoga offers, right? You get into the beginner class, they know that you're new. And because you're new, they kind of take their time with uh, walking you through the poses. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's also a monkey see monkey do kind of thing. Like you look to your left and you see what the person next to you does. You're like, okay, it's that. Okay. And then the teacher will also be demonstrating it as the class goes on. They offer hands on adjust. So when you if you're open to that, if you're doing something wrong, they come over and they slightly adjust you and get your positioning straight. And they'll be talking you through it. You know um, each position because the beautiful thing about yoga is. When it comes to balance, sometimes balance is about co- counterbalance and a, and a shift in weight to the balls of your feet or, you know, um, as you breathe, if you lengthen your spine, you know, then little stuff like that can make it better, you know, or little things like that help with your balance or whatever the case is. So it's, it's very subtle things that you can do to, to be better. It's that slight edge that you learn in yoga, you know, how to move your body slightly to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve, you know? Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. I'm going to have to check that out, bro. I'm going to definitely have to bro, check that should. out. I think um, you should. You saying that, I appreciate you sharing that experience um, in that manner. Cause I, th- I think it makes it a lot less, a lot less questions, you know what I mean? Because I think those questions mm-hmm. is exactly what deters me from even stepping forward to say you know what i'm gonna give this a shot let me see what it's about you know free trial doesn't mean i have to commit to it for the next six months or hell even the next week you know what i mean so that's dope that's dope bro i think it's about that expectation man it's like you know because you got a week free trial you feel like you got to go every day or because you want to try something everybody wants to master it everybody's work focused on mastery even with stuff they have nothing they have no concept of, of of how far they can go with it you know what i'm saying but instead, it should just be about that, like, that curiosity of a child where it's like, oh, you're doing that? I'm going to try it, too, and just see, how, see where I land with it. And just open your mind up to just doing new things, man. And if it's something that benefits you, stick with it, you know? Um, but, yeah, with yoga, for, I mean, bro, there was a couple times where I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. After, like, three classes, I was like, you know, this is cool. I'm going to finish my week, and I'm about to be up out of here, you know? Yeah. But how it would feel after, bro, when you're drenched in sweat, you know, and you've just been changing poses <laughs> for an hour. Mm-hmm. And you go to that bathroom, man, and you're and you're soaked, and you change clothes or whatever, and you know you feel drained, your mind feels tired, and you feel like renewed. That feeling, bro, is like no other dog. Just to like know that like this hour that you spent has done more for your mind than it's done for your body, and then you also see changes in your body too from yoga. It's crazy, dog. It's mm. crazy. 
It's crazy. Super sidebar because I got a, I got a bright idea. I think. Um, What's up with it? <clears throat> you don't gotta give me no specifics, but are you coming to LA within the next month? Um, I'm working on it, bro. You coming to Atlanta in the next month? What's happening? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, cause, yeah. I mean, yeah. We can. We definitely should coordinate that. Why was happening? Okay. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, you know or, what I'm saying. Or later. I, I'm. I'm just hearing. I'm hearing. I'm hearing these conversations. Because <clears throat> as you were talking and you were breaking it down, I'm like, damn, this is really good. We should do a podcast on this. Um. Mm-hmm. But we're on actually, yoga. Yeah, on yoga. But we're actually podcasting now. So. Oh, bro. We happening. are. But I, I talked. So it's funny that you bring it up. I talked to um my yoga instructor today. Her name was Ayana. She's 24 years old, a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And she was the first black yoga instructor I've had. You know, we got to chatting after after class and she was like yeah man i think i think more of us should do this like i think we you know we may need it more than most people yeah. you know damn like, i agree with you 100 percent. like i really wish there was more uh, of our community going to this and you're the first instructor i've had that's 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 been like me you know mm. and i appreciated that and we kind of were talking she ends, she does marketing and she works with npr and all these different places she does podcasts too does a lot of work with podcasts behind the scenes and i was like you know what i was gonna wait until after a couple of classes but i'm like would you be down to hop on and she was with it so I got her contact, so that's why I asked if you come in Atlantic, so we can definitely get her on. Oh, word. Word. Yeah, because she's yeah. 24. She's like, I think she's been teaching for like a year or something. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But she does. She has a dope story about how she got into teaching, and I would love to pick her brain about, you know, more of the, you know, uh, what do you call that, practical sides of it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I love that. For sure enough. For sure enough, man. Yeah, bro. Damn. Yeah, bro. I I just I just love that uh, <clears throat> that intention. That intention is so big to me right mm-hmm. now. You know, I think that we've we've had conversations around the idea of it and like this hopeful uh, expectation, I guess, if you will, for for a life on living a life with intention. And I feel like now I've I've hit the ground running since you know just this summer, bro. Like the trip the trip to Europe, the little the, not the little the Euro trip I took, just really I yeah. think brought things full circle for me man a lot of the things i feel like i've been learning over these last three years um that really i think started to be more consistent in my life since august when i started school that whole journey from when i started school bro up until where i am now was just so many lessons so many like opportunities for me to face myself see myself uh need to be intentional with how i'm moving how i'm speaking how i'm engaging like yeah, yeah. It, it's been so loud, it's been so consistent. And I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm growing more in this year than I have in the last five, ten years. You know what I'm saying? Like it feels like it, it yeah. I'm making huge strides. I'm not even growing like day by day. I feel like I'm growing exponentially by the day. You know? So mm-hmm. that's just dope. It's dope to hear and then to have people around me like you, you know what I'm saying, who um are also essentially living that life and, and being very particular about the things you're setting in your life and not just allowing you know, the familiarity of habit to be the thing that you kind of subject yourself to. Because I feel like for me, that's something I was doing, you know, going out all the time or doing this when I get home and doing that because that's just what I've always done and it's working and there's no reason to change it. But it's like, no, there is reason to change because I have goals and there's things that I must set up in order to make sure that the things that I'm putting myself to are with purpose and and I can say I'm doing this because it's leading me closer to X, Y, Z. You know, it's like setting your intention yeah. for the life. Yeah. You talked about setting your intention for that time in the studio. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to set my intention for the next month of my life. I'm going to set my intention for the next six months. I'm going to set my intention for the next year. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I'm really encouraged. Yeah, I think, too, it's like, you know, also like the idea that like it can change, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, 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 like, like, I feel like for me, I've been leaving room for growth, you know, because... You know, actually, I don't need to do the same things every day. I thought, I always thought that building good habits was I'm going to meditate every single day. That's what I'm going to do. Every day I'm going to meditate or every day I'm going to do some yoga or workout or whatever it is. And I noticed that every day I don't need to do the same thing. You know, today I might need yoga. Tomorrow I might need meditation. Yesterday it may have been, um, you know, just sitting outside and being in nature. Like, like whatever it is, it's kind of like being attentive to, to what you need on the day. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to eat if you're not hungry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I think you said something like that in a, in a past po- podcast, bro. Like when you go out to go get a meal, you think about what you actually have mm-hmm. a craving for. You know, for me, I'm I, yeah. I'm traditionally extremely picky. Um, yeah. 
which by the way, I went on this Euro trip, bro, and I had Indian food for the first time. Did Wild. You? I enjoyed it. Um, we went to yeah. Dishoom, Dishoom out there in, in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. But um, crazy. <clears throat> I was talking about Edinburgh, Scotland. Scotland, like that's just normal, bro. Like, yeah, I know. Compton, like I just went. To, uh, yeah, I went down the freeway. Uh, yeah, man, we went to we went to Fat Burger in Compton, bro. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, bro. This dude is letting roll the time. Like it's just normal, bro. Yeah, if y'all ever in the area, bro, just go ahead and pull up, man. They got go, some fire. Go ahead and food, check it out. Uh, no, for real though. For real, they got one in London too. Um, but crazy. I was out with my uh, uh, my mentor. I'm talking about my therapist, yeah. but you know that that relationship has evolved to be beyond like the clinical side, but just literally like a mentor, mm-hmm. um, that accountability, like that spiritual advisor. So um, I would be referring to Dr. Eugene as a mentor now. But <clears throat> we went out after church, bro, and we went to uh, Applebee's, and you know I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna eat. This is like my first week back um, from Europe. So, you know, I haven't had mm-hmm. a whole lot of, like, food that I normally would be eating in about a month. So, <clears throat> we get to Applebee's, and, you know, for those who know, when I go out, I'm going to get some chicken wings, I'm going to get some french fries. Yeah. Um, yep. And, you know, we sitting there, and I'm looking at the menu, because I haven't been to Applebee's in a minute, and I just had a taste for something different, bro. And I'm going through, and I see these ca- this quesadilla, these mozzarella sticks, and, like, the, these these taco wontons, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, like, damn, that looks really good. And in that moment, it's like, this is what I feel like I want right now, you know? I know what I normally go, I know my normal go-to, but right now I feel like this is what I want. And that was just such a big moment for me because it was a different level of intention for me to be like, let me get what I feel like I'm craving. I've never had it before, yeah. but I'm, my, my, my desires are fixated on it that I know that I'm going to enjoy it because it's something I'm looking forward to. And I've decided, like, this is what I want to explore. This is what I want to try, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. I still ended up with the chicken wings and fries, but you know what I'm saying? It was the, it was the idea of it that I'm talking about. So, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like letting go. <laughs> it's like letting go of that, um, what do you call it? Oh, God. Like that relationship that you've always had with yourself where it's just like, oh, yeah. He is. It's almost like if you're dating a person, you're like, oh, yeah, they want to order this. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not that person today. I'm this. Yes, <laughs> you know yes I mean? exactly. That's exactly what it is. I love that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and no, I feel that, man. It's um, I think it's important, dude, to really like just kind of like take the time to evaluate yourself. Like I did that the other day too, where I was um, I was hungry, and I was just ordering out of habit. And I was like, wait a minute, what do I want today? Like, you know, I would normally get a coffee as well in this situation, but I don't, I don't want coffee right now. I want, I want this over here, you know. Um, but no, I think that's I think that's so important, bro. I think that's so important, man. Cause it's like that. It's like, but that's that mindfulness that we talk about, man. Being present. Yeah, for sure, mindfulness. I want to actually touch on something that you mentioned, bro. I think I think a lot of maybe what you're feeling though. Do you think it's, do you think it's affected you're starting to feel the 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 benefit of the work that you've been putting in? Is what it, it the way I'm living now is like me feeling the benefit of the work. Yeah, do you feel like the the things that are happening? Because you feel like uh, you you mentioned that you felt like you've been evolving of late, and that you're learning all of this stuff, like you know, at a rapid pace right now. Is it that you're learning it all right now, or do you feel like a lot of the work that you've been putting in for years and the stuff that you've been inclined uh, inclined towards and what you've been working on this year or whatever? Do you feel like it's starting to click a little bit? And you're starting to actually feel like, yo, I'm, I'm catching my stride with the stuff I've been. I said I want it. I love that you put it that way. Um, I definitely would say it's definitely um, a culmination of everything that I've experienced, the work that I have put in. Because mm. uh, I think for so long, it just felt like I was working, working, working towards something, towards something, towards something, towards something. And now I definitely feel like I'm seeing the impact of the work that's been put in and what it actually contributes to. You know what I mean? So even having the opportunity yeah. to travel to Scotland to work in the prisons, um, I was a part of the, the like initial team um to go to scotland like this wasn't typically the prison education project pep um brings a professional and then college students to go volunteer within whatever the facility is um but this team we went to scotland with was all professionals so none of us were like undergrad college students um just volunteering we've all like have led and and played a uh, like a professional staff member role within the prison education project. So this trip in itself was like a culmination of all the times that I have volunteered and the time that I have put in. And now it's like, okay, because of that, now I'm afforded this opportunity, you know, um, even right before leaving to Europe, 
Ashley, Imani, and I have, you know, put together this youth leadership summit. Like, that's something that I felt yeah. like is, is, is a culmination of all the experience I've had with the RISE program at Cal Poly Pomona, um, working with that program, being a part of student support programs, um, having volunteered in different capacities of other people who are working with youth to now put together something that I can say this was a, a product of, like, my ideas and, and collaboration with these two, you know? So... Um, I just feel like it definitely has been feeling like a lot of the things that have been happening have been a culmination of the work that's been put in. So, yeah. um, I, and I think the trip to Europe for three weeks, essentially, you know, the first 10 days working in Scotland and then choosing to extend it beyond just to see other parts of the world. And what's essentially was like giving myself permission to travel, see other parts and take it in, you know, um, it allowed me to one disconnect from the things that I normally would have said were priorities, but recognizing they weren't super necessary um, to not feel so connected to even my phone and social media. Cause you know, I'm not paying all that money to like search the web and look at other people's photos at the moment. Um, yeah. It, it was allowing me, I think to recognize myself and all the things that I'm capable of achieving. Um, and it was yeah. really just a matter of me recognizing what I had already been doing. It's allowing myself to say, you know what, I've been doing a, a, a pretty damn good job with, with the things that have come, right? And that doesn't mean that I've been perfect in my steps and the decisions I've made, but at the same time, I can give myself um, leniency when it comes to the things that I say I want because I have been consistent in some capacity to be in the position that I'm in, to be able to travel, to be able to work in these facilities, to be able to put together curriculum and do all these things that I say I want for myself, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I was just watching this Snoop interview on uh, The Breakfast Club, and he, you know, talking about the whole, I want to thank myself, you know what I mean? It's like not in this cocky, yeah. arrogant way. But it's like allowing yourself to take credit for the things that you've done, you know, rather than feeling yeah. like we're constantly chasing because at the end of the day, that comes from a place of comparison, right? It's like so-and-so has accomplished mm -hmm. this, so-and-so has accomplished that. But kind of like what you said, it's like you're looking at other people and what they've accomplished and what they've been able to do with discipline. And it's like, no, I have to make a decision for myself that I need to do X, Y, Z. And I think when we do X, Y, Z, we need to recognize and celebrate that win because yeah. without it, you know, we, we can constantly find ourselves in this space of like, um, like, thirst and that's, that's the best way I'm gonna put it like just being thirsty for like the next thing and it's yeah. like no we, we, we we're doing great stuff and we gotta we gotta help each other win in that way and, and recognize those wins to celebrate them so you know it's funny that you say that because like you know in class today there were um, there was m several moments where they incorporated that where they're like you know she said take a moment um right now and and smile to yourself you know appreciate yourself right now in this moment because you made it here because you're doing it and you're crushing it right now and literally i looked in the mirror and and her saying it the way she said it which is better than the way i just said it mm -hmm. made me smile and it made me feel better about what i was doing wow. something about that 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 physiological expression in my body in a time of pain you know or uncomfortability in a moment made that more more um tolerable right mm. which is crazy but I, I do i do agree with you a thousand percent i think I think we always let ourselves know when we're doing wrong. You know, we're really quick to say, damn, I should have did this differently or, yo, man, I, I dropped the ball or whatever the case is. And we're like very critical of oneself and um, we're tough critics on ourselves. But I feel like if we're going to have that disposition toward ourselves, that we must also give ourselves credit for the things that we're doing right. Balance. You know, and Balance. I had that moment today. Exactly. I had that moment today, dog, where I was in yoga and I was like, bro. I'm so fucking proud of you. Like I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, I am so proud of you, dog. That's what I'm talking. Like you made it. You, this you 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 here today, bro? Like you could be anywhere in the world right now. You could be at home, anxious, depressed. You could be doing whatever right now, and you're in a yoga 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 studio, bettering yourself. I am so proud of you in this moment, dog. And it was like a genuine. It wasn't even like me trying to like pump myself up or motivate. It was it was genuine. Like, dude, I I, I love me right now. You know what I mean? Like I love Kanye. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, that kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good. So it's really interesting. But I wanted to ask you this. Um, do you think there is any spiritual or social, emotional, psychological benefit to traveling, right? In what? the past three years, you've been in Uganda. You've been in China. You've been in Europe. You've been in – you went to Paris. You went to Scotland. You went to Canada, I believe – 
You've also been to, I think I said Uganda already. I'm missing a place, I think. Um, so anyway, do you think in all of this traveling that you've been doing in the last few years, do you think there's any benefit to uh, traveling for the psyche, for your spirit, for your body, for your mind, for your soul, for, for your emotions, for whatever? Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, How so? My mentor, Dr. Reese, always says in order for a fish to discover water, it must come out of water. And I think what that represents mm -hmm. is this idea of like we can feel like we've accomplished what we feel like is accomplishable <laughs> um, based on our environment. So if we're inside a fish tank, um, inside of water, you know, we just see the bounds of what we know to be the bounds. But we don't even recognize the fact that we're in this water because that's just all we know. We've never known anything different. But when you come out of that environment, yeah. if you're a fish, right, you realize, oh, snap, this is oxygen or whatever. I can't breathe. I need the thing that I was in. What I was in is, like, what's causing me to live the way that I'm living. Um, and it's not so much putting yourself in that, in that space of, uh, like, sacrifice and all these other things for, like, life, per se. Like, um, But it's more so about pulling yourself out of the environment and the norm of what you've always put yourself in, you know, like kind of like you said, like being, a, being, being comfortable with discomfort, uh, pushing yourself, yeah. putting yourself in a compelling situation in order to become a comp compelling person. Um, <clears throat> traveling, for example, this, this recent trip to Scotland, um, working with this prison population um, of essentially white individuals, right? The Scottish, um, I was skeptical about even going because I've never had to work with a population of a homogeneous population. You know what I mean? Like oh, everyone's the same and especially all of them being white. Um, I've always worked in communities where they're either all black, like in Uganda, or, you know, it's a mixed population where I have a, 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 a good spread of like minorities in that group. So there's, there's a familiar struggle, if you will, that I can kind of speak to. I was hesitant about mm -hmm. going into Scotland cause I'm like, well, what what is their community like you know almost making this assumption like there aren't struggles within that community because they're all white you know what i mean and it's like i feel like that's been a conditioning wow. of just media wow. so getting there um literally the first the half of the classes i'm literally teaching two classes a day um and i'm anticipating that there's going to be some resistance on either the staff or the individuals that are incarcerated where they're not going to really receive what i'm sharing because i'm black or they're not going to uh, want to be taught by me. They're not going to really want to be uh, uh, receptive in any way. So this whole time, even as I'm teaching, I'm putting, I'm giving myself to the space. You know, I'm, I'm doing my best in delivering work that I feel like would be beneficial, um, but also mm -hmm. created around who the individuals in that classroom are. I don't want to just put out information that I feel like is blanket information for anyone to take. I want it to be very intentional that the curriculum was built around their experiences so asking for feedback doing different assessments to get a feel for the classroom and halfway through it registered it dawned upon me bro like they've been very receptive they have have been very open they have been very inquisitive they've asked a lot of questions they have embraced everything i've had to bring to them as an american as a black person um as a male you know just hearing my experience as someone that you know is 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 a fan of hip-hop and just a culture um, of it and how that transcends like cultural boundaries like there's been so much that they've poured into me and by midway I'm realizing it and it dawned upon me that I'm in an abusive relationship and I'm like mm. I'm, I'm sitting here anticipating rejection I'm sitting here anticipating this 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 idea that I'm not good slow enough slow down slow down slow down yeah. you're in an abusive relationship with who with America bro my American experience okay. is abusive right that it, it's a very toxic environment because in this space of America, I have to walk outside every day already with this knowledge that I could be profiled, with this knowledge that someone yeah. may not receive what I have to say as fact, even in my professional workspace, because I'm black. Or someone may not uh, want to receive my information because I look younger than maybe majority of those that work there. Or maybe going to the store, um, I know that maybe, you know, security may be a little bit more um on me you know when i'm walking through the aisles to make sure that everything's all right like i just have to anticipate these things and i've grown accustomed to that type of lifestyle what do you think behavior. what do you think is worse do you think the the conditions that are set that are outside of our control is is the problem or is the problem our belief that 
we've assimilated or that we have to conform to the powers that be or the econ uh, economic or um, environmental challenges? That's a great question. I think I think the, the biggest issue is the fact that we've, is our mindset, that that's what it is, you know, because. That we believe that, yeah. That we believe it. It's, it's not so much the fact yeah. that it exists, but it's the fact that we believe in and have accepted it as our truth, right? So it's like mm. the idea of that, I don't know if, if you've seen that picture of um, that big horse that's tied to like yep. the little plastic chair, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, it sucks that, you know, they're tied to it, but at the end of the day, they got to know that they have the power and free will to move around. That chair is going to go as it needs to, you know? Um, mm -hmm. It's like recognizing our own power, recognizing our own strength, recognizing our own value. And I think that was kind of my experience was stepping into and recognizing and accepting my value as a human being, right? First, uh, recognizing my value as uh, a black person, recognizing my value as a male, recognizing my value as an educator, recognizing my value and all these different identities that I have was so important to my experience. And um, it opened me up in a way that I had to recognize that 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 what I had been experiencing isn't normal. So much so that even coming back is something I've been mindful of, even to the point where I've begun becoming more involved and engaged even in my workplace, bro. Like prior hmm. to it, I had been sharing with you just, uh, you know, just some of the ways I feel that work sometimes. Like uh, I've been sharing with my therapist the same thing, right? Um, just all these different things, all these different elements of uh, what I recently came to find out wasn't so much anxiety, but actually depression, you know? This idea of immobil hmm. immobility and isolation, like to the point where I get home and I don't feel like getting up to do the dishes or I have assignments to get done and I'm not getting up to even get started on them. Like I literally will let a day go by and I'm sitting on the couch trying to get up and I can't get up. You know what I mean? Um, being at work yeah. around everyone that's there and I can smile when a student or a parent walks up. But if no one's there, I'm just sitting at my desk. I look miserable. You know, I'm just in my own bubble. I've isolated myself. I'm not trying to engage with anyone. Have, have you found ways to mediate that? Yeah, I have. I have. And, 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 and that's what my experience has been since coming back. It's like I'm literally going out of my way to make sure that I'm in this in this space of sharing and being authentic. Right. Because I have so many judgments in my mind so many ideas of, oh, I'm not going to be fake in my engagement, right? I'm not going to act excited if I don't feel the excitement. It's just all of these rules that I've kind of set as standards that have limited. Yeah, I've set for myself that have kind of limited me in my experiences. I'm not offering myself to these spaces, right? I've allowed for the bare yeah. minimum to be enough to the point where I show up to work. And for me, my mindset at the time before leaving was kind of like, I just need to do what my job description says. So anything that goes beyond that, I don't have to do. So you want to, you know, whatever, yeah. I don't got to do it. And it's like, no, 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 no. That, that's me essentially wasting away an opportunity in a space that I'm in where I can provide who I am to that space. I'm allowing mm -hmm. a job description to be my standard, you know, and it should never be that. My standard should be based yeah. in who I am, what I know wow. I'm in that space wow. for. And you had standards before you got the game. Yeah, bro. I had standards well before that. You know, even grad school, bro. Like yeah. literally having fallen behind in so many different ways. And that's a whole nother conversation to get into. But seeing myself fall behind in such a way that I felt like I was making a problem of the system of higher education and grad school. Uh, now my issue. And it's like I signed up for this. I applied for this school. I'm choosing to pay for it in the way that I am because I felt like there was value to it. I felt like it was something that I can mm -hmm. add to who I am. <clears throat> Excuse me. And essentially, I allowed myself to forget and lose sight of my why. <clears throat> yeah. So I had to get back to a point where I was reading literally my personal statement that I used to get into this school to be motivated and reminded as to why I'm in these rooms. You know, I have something to offer to these spaces. It's not about just turning in an assignment. And I've talked about that before, how I wanted my assignments to be intentional, but my mindset and my intention in getting it done wasn't rooted in the fact that I saw a bigger picture. You know what I mean? I didn't see purpose, you know, and I, and I think I allowed myself to not be reminded and renewed of what my purpose was. So it's not enough to just set the intention, but it's more important, I think, for me to be mindful of those intentions throughout the experience. So um, traveling, I think, definitely puts life into perspective in a way that we start to recognize the opportunities. It's allowed me to recognize the opportunities I have in the spaces that I'm in, recognizing the type of value I have in those spaces, um, and just being encouraged and being able to travel and see the world and being afforded this opportunity that um, I've been blessed in ways that I should be a lot more 
proud of, a lot more grateful for, because I think I found myself slipping into the mindset of, oh, it's just the everyday day to day. You know, if I'm not on the plane or traveling somewhere right now, then I don't have a lot to be grateful for, because right now that's not my experience. While I'm gone, I can be grateful that I'm there. But when I come back, I still need to be mindful that I've been afforded opportunities that have made me who I am. And I need to be grateful yeah. for those things because those things have shaped and transformed my experiences in the spaces that I've been in. <clears throat> so, and there's yeah. so much to unpack there. Um, so, so much. There's something that I think I think we kind of like 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 went over. The first question I want to ask you is, what have been the things that have helped you navigate those places of depression? Um, it's interesting that you say, because um, I remember in, in in former episodes you were saying that you realize you came to the realization that it was anxiety that anxiety was the issue and at the time for me it was depression and then i realized of recent that it's my anxiety that leads me to depression for me right it begins with anxiety i think and then it causes me to be depressed um due to me feeling anxious and different methods that i have found that that helped me has been meditation yoga uh hydrotherapy hydrotherapy um is hot baths cold showers or even, you know, which I was my favorite right now, is filling a sink up with cold water, adding ice, and submerging my head, or my face rather, in ice. And that has different physiological benefits, but if, if nothing else, it does, it does help. It does change the way you feel, you know, um, in those moments. But, um, and journaling. Journaling has been a new one. Mm. So, um, for you, I pose the same question, man. What what has been? Cause I'm just thinking about people listening, and my question would be, well, what do you do? Cause I feel that way too, man. So what are y'all doing when 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 you, when you get in those spaces yeah. to help? You know what I mean? I think that's important. Yeah, um, I'm a I'm a big advocate for self awareness, and I think yeah. it's very difficult to heal from something that we don't acknowledge and accept. Um, so very for difficult me, to heal if we don't acknowledge or accept it. Yeah, accept the realities it. of it. So for me it was very difficult for me to even get from a place of being immobile on my couch if I wasn't willing to accept that that was something I was dealing with. Um, I had allowed myself to say that that wasn't depression. I've allowed myself to say I'm just being lazy or I'm just tired. I did have a long day at work. Mm. So it's okay that I'm staying on the couch because I did have a long day at work. I still did something. I went to work. And now I'm here and yeah, I have five, six hours before I go to bed to get other things that I need to get done done. But at the end of the day, when I'm realizing it's time to go to bed and five hours have passed and I haven't done a thing but lay on the couch and go through Instagram and maybe watch YouTube videos, I justify mm-hmm. it by saying, damn, I must have had a long day at work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. To even to the point I'm not even getting up to cook for myself. You know what I mean? Like to eat. I need to eat. You know, I'm just like, ah, I'll just mm. snack on this really quick because I don't feel like yeah. putting a piece of chicken inside the George Foreman grill for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't take mm-hmm. long to do these things, but... I don't even have the motivation to do it. So um, it was important for me to first acknowledge it and accept that this was something I was experiencing. Um, and even in accepting it, I didn't have the, the solution right away. Um, I think for myself, um, some of the things I've realized since then uh, in being in those spaces, once again, was, was one, being grateful and recognizing the things that I have, that I do have, you know, to, to kind of shift my perspective. It's kind of like if I focus on all the things that I've been talked about, we often crit- criti- critique ourselves. Um, for me, I'm extremely critical of myself, all the things I haven't accomplished, all the things I haven't done. Realizing that me giving life by speaking those things and constantly replaying them isn't adding to my mood. You know, if anything, it's, it's, it's contributing to the fact that I feel discouraged, that I feel immobile, that I don't feel motivated to do the things I need to get done. But when I started to acknowledge the things that I was accomplishing, um, it started to kind of shift the way that I felt. And it made me want to continue on this path of recognizing my wins along the way. Uh, something simple, literally, yeah. as, as having recently purchased a, a, a pocket-sized moleskin notebook. You talked about journaling. For me, mm. it's more so like jotting down my ideas and creating checklists and things that I need to remember that I need to get done. Because often, a lot of times, when I would feel horrible about the things that I haven't accomplished, sometimes it comes down to not getting things done that I say I, I need to get done. And not even because gotcha. I've been conscious not to do it, but sometimes I just literally forget. And by the time I remember, I feel like I don't have enough time. So something simple as writing it down when I know I need to get it done allows me to remind myself that this is something I need to get done before time is up, you know? So now I'm getting them done and I'm crossing it off on my checklist of things to get done, literally just a checklist. And I feel good about 
going to the store. I feel good about, you know, sending the email or sending that text message or setting up that meeting with that person or going to the bank, um, uh, ordering books off Amazon for school. Like these are things I'm really literally reading off my checklist right now that have contributed to my, my feeling of, okay, I'm getting things done because I can see what I've accomplished. You know, I'm focused on the things that I need to get done and I'm doing them. Um, when it comes to meditation, um, that was something I did while in Europe, um, a few times of just being extremely, uh, busy being around people. I tend to get really frustrated with people. I love people. I love serving people, but I also get annoyed with people when they don't know where they're going. They're stopping in the middle of the, of the walkway. Mm. Uh, they, you know, it's just, they're just inconsiderate. They're, you know, just all these things that I get frustrated with. I needed to meditate to calm myself. You know what I mean? To recognize mm. I'm in a, I'm in a new country. A lot of people are here are new. They're not familiar. They're not maybe have the same tools I have to navigate and plan and figure out where they need to go. So I'm going to be a lot more patient throughout my day, you know? Um, so meditating, um, having a checklist and that's something I'm carrying with me to constantly. Was that, did you use the app or anything or you just meditated solo? Um, I used the app, but then there were times where I literally would just stop and just breathe, literally breathe in, breathe out and just settle my mind. And I I usually say, I just need to breathe and I'll start breathing, but I'm not really being intentional about my breathing. I'm not really taking the time to breathe. I'm just breathing as I normally would and say that I'm breathing. But when I say I need to breathe, it's literally. You know what I mean? It's literally doing that at least five times because by the time I'm doing that, my mind and my body have no choice but to follow suit. You know what I mean? Respond, yeah. It has to yeah. respond to that. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's as if in those moments, man, it's like, because it kind of fires me up talking. I hate to cut you off, but I'm yeah, like kind of fired it. up by that, yeah. the conversation, because it's as if, like, it's as if you see. So I want to start with this. One of my one of my good friends, Zoe, said to me the other day, I was, um, she, I don't know, she just saw something. I don't know what she saw, but she said, hey, she said, be nice to my friend today. And I said, what? Mm. She said, you, be nice to my friend today. And I said, damn. She's talking you know, in about that you. moment she care she's talking about me. And in that moment she cares more about me than I care about myself. So she's reminding me, Hey, I care about you. Be nice to my friend today. Please. Be nice to him. He's he's a good person. You know what I'm saying? And it gives me this 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 image of like my daughter, for example. And if my daughter is hurting, right? She scraped her knee, I'm not just gonna step over her and, and continue about my day and not deal with the fact that she's hurting, right? That her knee hurts or, or her feelings hurt or whatever the case is. I'm going to address those things. I'm going to take her and I'm going to try to do things to make her feel better. The other day she stubbed her toe. So I picked her up. I held her. Um, I put her foot in a little cold, cold bath of water, like a, like a little you know container full of uh, Tupperware water. I did all of these different things. I talked to her. I made her laugh. I did all of these things to make her feel better because I don't want her to feel bad. However, when I feel bad, I don't do anything. Wow. I just I just feel bad. I just sit there and I watch myself suffer as opposed to saying, what do you need right now? Or what do I need right now? Right. And then saying, all right, cool. Well, we're going to do these things to medicate, to treat whatever issues that you have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And do the work it takes to feel better. You know? Um, and like you're saying, bro, that's what like hydrotherapy, I was reading a little bit um, about it. And it's very interesting because like, you know, with hydrotherapy, it was talking about the idea that, when you submerge your head uh, face in cold water or you take a cold shower, it's a vasodilator, right? So it opens up your veins, a vasodilator. Okay. So it opens up your veins to where blood, more blood, it increases blood flow, right? Okay. Because you're vasodilating. It's increasing blood flow and it's, you know, whatever is submerged is taking blood away from that area, I believe, you know? And it, you know, if you, you know, put your face in cold water, it also bathes your brain in fresh blood. Wow. You know, fresh oxygenated blood when you come out. You know what I'm saying? It's like a and, reset. It's like a soft you know, reset. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Own, exactly. It's his own reset. So it's literally as if you're pressing a button. You know, you're hitting a trigger. But this particular trigger is going to help you. You know, so you have to find your triggers and find what can make you feel good, what can help you. And the only way to find it is to explore things. You know, I did this on a whim. I just had this thought about, you know, I think Moonlight. And I saw them do it in Moonlight. And like, hmm, I wonder if that actually works. And I looked it up and I did it and I was like, oh, this actually has benefit to it. But it's really interesting. Like it's like you're it's like you're 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 performing an action that your body and your mind and your soul have to respond to. I just think that's dope, dog. 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I actually want to try that. How how are you doing this? Are you uh you have like a bucket or So my bathroom sink. No, my bathroom sink, bro. Literally. Um obviously you brush your teeth and you wash your hands and all these different things. So the other day I um I took some uh the same way I normally clean my sink with like a disinfectant. I disinfected the sink, mm-hmm. rinsed it out, and then I filled the sink up with cold water, right? I went to my kitchen, I grabbed my ice bucket. And I just dumped, I actually had a bag, I saved, I saved up a bunch of ice, I had a bag, and I put a bunch of ice in it, because I was going to take an ice bath, but I never got around to it. Mm-hmm. So I took that bag of ice, and I dumped it into the water. Oh, right? this is a into real cold, this is water. a real cold, okay. Yeah. This wasn't just cold yeah. water from, yeah. the, from the sink itself, no, you actually no, no, added, no, 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 no. okay, okay. That's no, I added ice to it, and I let it sit for a second. And then, um, you know, two, three minutes later, I walked in there, it's ice cold. And then when you... If you went skydiving, you know what this feels like, but there's a rush, you know, when you dump your head in the water. You know, just like if you jumped in a pool or whatever, you feel a rush. And it's like, like you feel a rush and that submergence does something to you. And I actually thought about this earlier, too, because it's very interesting that I've been doing this and that you said that a fish needs to. What did you say about that again? Say that one more time for me. A fish must come out of water to discover water. Exactly. Right. Our water is air us you know fish a fish is fish's air is water mm-hmm. right so my submerging my head in water is me coming out of air for a second you know what i'm saying wow and me changing my environment and forcing a reset and doing all of these different things and then when i come out you know you're taking in fresh air you're breathing you're again rediscovering you're rediscovering the air water for 20 seconds 30 exactly it's a rediscovery exactly. of, of your of your environment and you get to appreciate it because you didn't have it for 20 30 seconds yeah yeah. You feel me? That reminds me so of ET. Like, that reminds me of yeah. ET ducking the dude in the water. What was one thing you wanted? Is, you know, super bad was to breathe. You know, like that's dope. That's dope. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Exactly, dog. Exactly. Wow. Dang, bro. I'm proud of you, dog. I'm proud, <laughs> I'm proud of you, bro. You, I'm proud of you, bro. Like I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm inspired. I'm inspired, bro. Um. You know, just like that one conversation we had, you was talking about quoting books and I'm over here quoting memes, bro. I'm just listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. And I'm taking so many gems away, you know, from from the things that you said as far as like the yoga, as far as, you know, these these uh, these reset, these soft resets with the with the, mm. the, the the cold water. Hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy. That's the word um, with you being intentional with being. Uh, of your transition back into like your day-to-day routine just taking the time to decompress and readjust like you mentioned um you mentioned even going to the bookstore bro you know you was there with maddie Mm. and recognizing that you were getting into something new and rather than grabbing that you know maybe that 500 page book of words to learn yoga humbling yourself to recognize you're a child if you will to the the yoga space so picking yeah. up a, a yoga book for children because it's going to give you the basics that you need to gain your footing. I just I just hear so much intentionality with that, bro. And, 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 and it's amazing because I think that just in these times that we've been, been talking, um, even before the podcast even began, um, we just always share like our goals and the things we want for ourselves. And I feel like what we've experienced up until this point has been a cu- accumulation of just the work we've been doing. And I just feel like, as I'm listening to you, there's a different level of discipline and work that's being put into your craft and your life moving forward. So I can only imagine what that's going to look like when that starts to bear fruit, when the fruit that's been like harvested, essentially the, the fruit that's now being reaped is a result of everything that you were doing before these moments. You know what I mean? Like that's big. Mm-hmm. Like I'm excited for the future for that reason, bro. Cause yeah, yeah. It's like it's a it's a totally different level of discipline of of work and self love and discovery and acceptance, bro. Like that's beautiful. That's so beautiful, man. Dog. I appreciate it, dog. I appreciate. I feel like it's like for me, it's just doing the little things, man. I was watching. Uh, I think it was Ed Reed on Instagram, and he was talking about how disappointed he was in his teammates because he said there was a trash can next to all our lockers, and he said each one of his teammates would cut their tape off throw their dirty towels on the floor and let this fireman, this other grown man come up and clean up their dirty drawers and pick up their trash. And he said, bruh, there's a trash can right next to my locker, right? Our lockers. So he said what he would do is he would be a leader and he would go clean up his stuff and his teammates stuff to show example and be like, yo, y'all want to win a Super Bowl. Y'all got to do the little things. 
Y'all got to do the little things. If y'all want to y'all go to that level, you have to do the little things, right? And for me, these are the little things, you know? I think that intentionality in these small areas is what to reap the benefits I want. You know, if I want to be a good actor, I got to be mindful, Yeah. you know? Mindfulness isn't a thing. I can't go buy that, you know? Mm. But that comes from literally sitting, you know, forcing myself to meditate. Maybe today it's going to be three minutes. Maybe it's going to be 10 minutes the next day. Maybe I get a, a, a 30 piece on, on Friday. But at, at any point, let me just get something in, you know, and let me move away from getting it done just for, for the sake of saying I did it. Yeah. But now instead, let me get it done because I want to do it. Yeah. You know, it, it brings me back to your, your thing with trademark, bro. We're doing it because I want to. Right. This is what I want. This is who I want to be. So, I mean, I feel like it, but it's still something I want. Yeah. Whether I feel like it or not, I do want this thing. Of course. And it's re- it's a redefinition process for me, man. So yeah. I think I appreciate you, uh, yeah, your praise for that, bro. And I, I can say the same for you, man, because I think with the conversation that you're having, the way that you're using your time, the fact that you're tra- they're traveling as much as you are, and not only are you traveling, but there's a level of submersion, you know, like when you're away, you're away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to me, that's the only way to do it. And I think, um, I don't know, I, th- I think I think it's a very good start of this um this first third of our lives you feel me Sheesh. You know, first third of our lives is early second quarter bro yeah yeah that's big that's big yeah i received that bro hey bro i love you dog i love you too dog hey yo um huh yeah go for it okay um yo for everybody listening to this podcast um yo we appreciate you we appreciate y'all patience, man. It's um I don't know, I really wish we could record more episodes, but to be real, I ain't mad at it, man. You know, both of us have been out, we've been doing our thing, we've been learning a lot, we've been building relationships, building character, and I'm not sorry that we haven't recorded, but however I am grateful that you guys have still been listening, that you guys still support us, that you um even made it this far in this episode. We appreciate you and we got some more heat coming your way. Yep. Helping homies win the podcast. Peace. Peace.